Hello everyone and welcome to the show. You're listening to Football Drama. Okay, so hello again. My name is Shadina and you're listening to Football Drama. Um, welcome to another week of life. This um, mess that we are in right now. And yeah, I hope you're doing well. And that you're safe and all of that good stuff. I've kind of just been chilling today. Not really. Both of my classes got canceled. So I kind of just, I don't want to say I did nothing because I literally did so much stuff i did a lot of work uh i tried to chill here and there i really tried just try to ignore technology but i can't because i have to do work on my laptop and it's just so frustrating um but anyways let me stop ranting because we got a good bit to talk about today um so let's get into it football appreciation i don't really know who to give it to i'm thinking about jude bellingham but i i didn't really like write anything on this but recently i've just been seeing a lot of praise you know for him and i just wanted to you know add on to that i think he well first of all jude bellingham if you don't know he's an england international and he plays with Borussia Dortmund um in germany bundesliga and he's a baby 17 years old my son literally my son um and he's just been doing so well lately like he his playing style and skills and all that he's just been improving game after game after game and he's still got so much more left in him like he's only 17 and that's the thing that like I don't want to say it scares me but like it scares me but also makes me happy the fact that a lot of these players um like Jude Bellingham, Gio Reyna, um, Erling Haaland. I can't think of anyone else right now. But all of these young players that are balling out right now, they're they're at the beginning of their career, you know? Like, they're literally, they have so many more years of this sport to play. And it's just so fascinating to see how, talented and amazing they are and they're literally so young you know so um I've just again I've been seeing so much praise going towards Bellingham and um I saw this tweet about like his numbers against Sevilla so he had the most duels won which was 15 most tackles made six most fouls won five 100% take-ons completed, 51 touches, 8 ball recoveries, 2 take-ons, 2 clearances, and 0 times dribbled past. You love to see it. You really do. Um, He's just so great. So amazing. So great. He's still so young. I just cannot wait to see what his future is going to look like. And I think I saw today some rumors or news that he might be um getting a call up for England's first team the national team because a lot of stuff have been coming out today for the under 21 team like the rosters but he wasn't on the under 21 England England roster so I'm just kind of like hmm you know 
hopefully he can get that call up because it's what he deserves. Um, really such a talented player. You love to see it. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for football appreciation. Um, also congrats to Chelsea's women's team for winning the Continental League Cup this past weekend. Queen Tings. Okay. Um, I don't really have much for the American section. I think the main thing here is that Eunice Musa has officially chosen to represent the U.S. men's national team. The news came out today and I, along with thousands of other folks, are just so, so pumped and excited about this. Um, whenever he got called up to play, I think like from the first moment we saw him on the pitch, I think everyone just fell in love with him. And um, if people were familiar with him at Valencia, they already saw, you know, his talent and everything. But just I was like, man, he has to play for us because he had like four other countries that he could represent. He could represent England. Um, I think Italy, Ghana, like there's so many different teams that he could have represented. And I'm just so glad that he decided to represent the U.S. men's national team. Like the talent is just, whoa, the talent is just overflowing for the U.S. men's national team. And I just love, love, love to see it. Um, But yeah, other than that, I think that's about it. I don't really think anything else important happened, but I'll just check my go-to U.S. men's national team page on Instagram and see. Um, There's another um, player like, Eunice, his name is Florin Balugan. Balugan, I don't know. He plays for Arsenal, and um, he is um an English international, but he was born in New York. So you know, maybe he'll make that decision too. We'll just have to see. I don't know how old he is though. Let me see, Florin, Florin Bal Balugan. He's 19 years old, so he's very young. He has um, enough time to think about it. Anything else happened? No, not really. What does this post say? U.S. men's national team midfield depth. So we have John Lucabusio, Paxton Pomichol, Weston McKinney, Owen Otisoe. Julian Green, Richie Ledesma, Caden Clark, Gio Reyna, Johnny Cardoso, Luca De La Torre, Sebastian Legit, Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, and Brian Cayo. Look at all of this talent just in our midfield. It's sickening, truly sickening. Um, Lyndon Gooch scored for Sunderland recently, and his goal gave Sunderland a win at Wembley since hold on rewind okay so Lyndon Gooch plays for Sunderland and he scored a goal for them recently and for the first time since 1973 Sunderland win at Wembley thanks to his goal so I really I was trying to like do my own thing but it wasn't making sense so whatever but good for him um this trophy looks very nice um what's next brian reynolds made his debut for as roma cute love to see it and then i think if that's it no it's not orlando city 
reportedly denied a $10 million bid for Daryl DK. I think that's sick and twisted. Um, I feel like, yes, you want to keep your player. I understand that. But if he's balling out right now in Europe, why not just let him stay there? And that's $10 million in your bank account. So what's the deal here? I don't get it. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But he's doing well. I hope he continues to do well until the end of his loan. And that's all that matters to me. And um, now I think I'm finished because I am not going to continue scrolling through this Instagram. So. Moving on, let's talk about some UCL. I'm going to talk about some results, games, kind of, and then um, other stuff. All right. So there were two games played last week. PSG Barcelona ended 1-1. I ended 5-2 on aggregate for PSG. And then Liverpool Leipzig 2-0 to Liverpool, 4-0 aggregate for them. All right, so um, Barca PSG, I kind of watched this game. I was multitasking while doing so, so I don't really remember much. Um, I had to watch the highlight videos for every single one of the games, so bear with me. <clears throat> okay, so Usman Dembele had some really good chances in the first half. He was just so unlucky, shot after shot after shot. Navas caught every single one of them. Serginho almost had a chance himself, which honestly, Loki wasn't a chance. I think he was trying to cross it in, but it hit. It was going towards goal, and it like I think it went over. Um, it went over, and if that had went in, U.S. Men's National Team nation would have combusted. Um, penalty was given to PSG around the 29th minute, and Mbappe scored, making it one nil. Messi scored a screamer in the 36th minute. The man is literally insane. Um, and then a penalty was given to Barca. But the man who just scored a screamer missed it. Um, Navas saved it. And I think it like hit the crossbar as well. It was crazy. Um, second half, more chances for both sides. Barca fighting but missing every single hit. And the game ended 1-1 again. 5-2 aggregate. And I just, I knew this was going to happen. Um, Barca weren't going to make that comeback so sorry to say that but it just wasn't gonna happen they didn't give up entirely though they still fought and had a lot of good chances but it just wasn't for like coming back from a 4-1 loss while PSG had four away goals for that aggregate advantage it was just wasn't gonna happen and while yes they were fighting for the ball and they were fighting and all this stuff they still were kind of a bit dull at times I don't know but um Kayla Navas was really on his stuff that day and he's just truly an amazing goalkeeper um in this first and second leg Kayla Navas just was really on top of everything he's such a good goalkeeper as long not as long as well as um PSG's defense so good for them okay next talk about Dorman and Sevilla I watched this game I watched like the last 30 minutes of the game I think I had to miss the first half and um I didn't get to see all the drama that happened I'll talk about that in a bit but anyways beginning of the game there were a good couple of shots and chances from both sides Holland got everything started in the 34th minute he was assisted by Marco Royce whom he literally picked up like a child 
when he celebrated with him. Like, it makes me laugh every single time I think about it. Like, I don't think Erling Holland realizes how strong he is. Or maybe he does. But, like, he picked Marco Royce up like he was a toddler. A grown man. This, the child, the the child, the boy is insane. The boy is literally insane. Um, second half happened. Holland scored another goal around the 47th minute. And it was a really nice one, but it did not count. Um, now here's where the drama happens. So it didn't show it in the video, but I remember seeing this on Twitter and like hearing about it. So Dormer were given a penalty. I don't know what happened prior to it, but Holland stepped up to take it to be his goalkeeper, Bono, Bono, whatever, saved it and like screamed in Holland's face right afterwards. The penalty though had to be retaken because Bono got off the line and in Holland's words, cheated. And again, Holland stepped up. This time he was successful and because he is the petty man that he is, he got into the goalkeeper's face right after almost getting killed by all of these Sevilla players. So, the game is now 2-0, aggregate is 5-2. Penalty was given to Sevilla. I believe Chan was the reason why he did something mad unnecessary and the game became 2-1. And I just, Chan is a good player. He's a great player. I love him. He does, he has his moments and everything. He does what he needs to do. But I just don't like how aggressive he can be at times. Like his aggressiveness is it's nice, but sometimes it's a bit too much. Like if you see that you're not going to be able to get the ball off of a player why are you fight like you don't have just just let it go my guy just let it go because now look you're giving away penalties you're giving away free kicks and all that stuff it's just not cute anyways last five minutes of this game was awful and rough because on one hand yeah Dorman's got this but then on the other hand Dorman has the absolute worst luck ever ever now just like okay whatever because at that point Sevilla scored another goal making it 2-2 and if they had scored another one it would have gone into extra time and I was just really hoping that Dorman would just score another goal to seal the deal and it wasn't like they didn't have any good chances Bellingham had a really nice half bite kick thing attempt but it went over the goal and then Dahoud had a really close chance but the goalkeeper got a hand to it luckily in the end the football gods kept their hand on Dortmund and they won and will be moving forward and um, I just want to play this video now that I think about it. I want to play this interview from Holland because the man is just too much for me. Too much. Okay, hold on. First of all, it was a nice goal before, but then it was penalty and then uh, I missed and then he cheated. So then I uh, took it again and then I scored when he didn't cheat. So yeah, it was exactly the same, but then he stood on the line and... And he didn't stand online. But uh, yeah, when he was screaming in my face on the, after the first one, I was thinking, oh, it would be even better to score another goal. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. So it was not. So that was that. Holland is just so funny to me. He's so like straightforward with everything. His interviews are probably the funniest things ever. Um, the the way he just flat out said that this man cheated. He just the word came out of his mouth like it was nothing like no thoughts no vibes he literally just spoke his truth and you know i love to see that from holland um that's it for dortmund sevilla moving on let's talk about juventus and porto i caught up with this game um as soon as dortmund sevilla ended it wasn't like i had a choice i think it automatically switched to it so from the beginning, amazing chance for Morata in the second minute. There was a nice cross from Quadrado, 
and Marasa tried to head it in, but the save by Porto's goalkeeper was great. Chef's kiss, honestly. Porto had a nice chance not too long after that. It was cleared by one of the defenders, though. Um, they got a penalty in the 18th minute, and it was scored by Sergio Oliveira, making it 1-0 to Porto. And honestly, in the first half, Porto were just not letting Juventus do anything. Nothing at all. Every shot was blocked. Every shot was blocked by the goalkeeper, defenders. Like, they were just not letting anything go through. Second half, Juventus leveled the game in the 48th minute. Goal scored by Chiesa. Red card in the 53rd minute to Mindy from Porto. I I don't want to say this is why he got the red, but he bumped into one of the UA players, probably Chiesa. And then after that, the ref blew the whistle and Mindy kicked the ball out like in an angry manner. So I guess that was the reason why he got like another yellow and then the red. I don't know, but um, that's what happened. He got booted out. Juventus missed a very easy chance. I cannot believe this. It hurts seeing this. Um, Probably Quadrado again had a nice ball kicked to Chiesa. Um, the goalkeeper was out of his box and everything, but he just did not, he was not able to make the finishing touch and the ball hit the post at the end, which Kiesa made sure to kick right afterwards. It was just so hard to see that not go in. Um, 62nd minute, he redeemed himself though. looks like he's carrying Juventus on his back and Quadrado again with a beautiful cross. That man has some assist king. His crosses are beautiful. Amazing. Um, 2-1 now to Juve. Aggregate is 3-3. So let me just get into the juicy juice mess um, that happened in extra time. So there were chances on both sides, fouls on both sides, yellow cards here and there, whatever, whatever. 114th minute, Porto is given a free kick. Oliveira steps up to take it and it goes in thanks to Ronaldo for that. If he didn't move, he could have blocked the ball. He would have been able. I feel like... If if Ronaldo had just stood there, nothing it would nothing would have happened. That wouldn't the goal wouldn't have happened. I don't get why he turned around. Like why would you turn around the minute the ref blows the whistle and this man is about to kick a ball in your direction towards your goal? It makes no sense. Anyways, Rabio made things more dramatic in the sixteenth, hundredth, and sixteenth minute with the goal, making the aggregate now four four. But Porto still had that away goal advantage. So Juve were going to have to score one more goal in the span of three minutes for them to go through. But that wasn't happening and Porto goes through. Out of all the games last week, I'm pretty sure that had to be the most dramatic game. Which you love to see, honestly, what is the point of boring UCL games? Like, hello, like what? But out of all of that, again, PSG... Um. Why didn't this have Okay. Okay, never mind. Ignore that. PSG um Porto Liverpool and Dortmund go through. Tomorrow Real Madrid and Atalanta go against each other. That aggregate is 1-0 to Real Madrid and then Manchester City and Mönchengladbach go against each other two nil aggregate for what's it called what are y'all man city so sorry and then wednesday byron lazio 
uh, 4-1 aggregate for Bayern. That is going to be Wednesday, March 17th. And then Atletico Chelsea also on that day. Aggregate is 1-0 to Chelsea. And they have... um. Yes, they have the away goal thing, but it's just a goal. But, you know, you never know as long as they go through. Okay. Is that it? That is it. So next is Europa League. I don't have much for this. I'm going to go over some results and some goals that I liked. But I really don't have anything because I wasn't trying to watch these highlights because my brain was fried after watching the UCL highlights. So let's see what's going on in Europa I hate how all of these games happen on the same day. Like, hello? Anyways, so Man United, AC Milan 1-1. Dynamo Kiev, Villarreal 2-0 to Villarreal. Ajax, Young Boys 3-0 to Ajax. Uh, Slavia Prague, Rangers 1-1. Olympiacos, Arsenal 3-1 to Arsenal. Granada, Molde uh, 2-0 to Granada. Tottenham, Dynamo Zagreb. Uh, 2-0 to Tottenham and then Roma Shakhtar Donetsk 3-0 to Roma and the their upcoming games are going to be this week this week yeah yeah this week because the 18th is going to be Thursday hmm if I remember I'll watch I'll probably have something to do but I'll catch up with them Okay, uh, so let's talk about some goals and then we'll move on. Uh, do I really want to talk about this? Uh, sure, whatever, why not? Okay, so I don't know what his first name is, but Diallo's header against Milan. Um, he plays for Manchester United. I think he, this was like his first goal ever for Manchester United. I low-key thought that he wasn't going to get a chance to play. Because you know how like United is just that club? And they had they already have like all of their players, like their starting lineups and everything. And just I wouldn't want to transfer to a team like United at this moment. But he got the start, I think, or he I don't know. He got to play and he scored a goal. It was a no look header, which was really nice. Prague's goal against Rangers. It was a long range goal with a nice curve. Love to see it. Granada's second goal against Molde was cute. A nice volley. Martin Odegaard's goal against Olympiacos was just chef's kiss, a rocket of a goal. So nice to see with his left foot as well. And then I think like right after that, Olympiacos scored a nice goal too. I'm pretty sure, yeah, a, a long range goal. Mistake by Danny Ceballos, which man, the man is just causing all these mistakes here. Um, Another goal from Arsenal Olympiacos game. El Nenny scored a rocket himself. There's so many bangers in this game. You love to see it. Um, and then Roma's second goal was nice. It was scored by El Sharari, whose hair is still touching the sky. And this wasn't a goal, but Tottenham versus Zagreb. Dynamo, whatever. Um, Gareth Bell had a nice run. Like, he was, you know, dribbling through everybody. And he took the shot, but it hit the crossbar. But Harrington Kane scored from that. But, you know, whatever. Okay, that's all for that. I already talked about the upcoming games. And now we're going to move on to the Bundesliga. Let's go over some results and standings. Okay, let's go to... Wait, one minute. Okay, match day 25 of 34 for them. So, Augsburg... 
Mönchengladbach 3-1 to Augsburg, Wolfsburg Schalke 5-0 to Wolfsburg, Bremen Bayern 3-1 to Bayern, Union Berlin FC Köln 2-1 to Union Berlin, Mainz Freiburg 1-0 to Mainz, Dortmund Hertha Berlin 2-0 to Dortmund, Leverkusen Armenia 2-1 to Armenia, mm, interesting, Leipzig Frankfurt 1-1 and Stuttgart Hoffenheim 2-0 to Stuttgart, so standings um Bayern is still in first second Leipzig third Wolfsburg fourth Frankfurt fifth is Dortmund things are looking the same but not really um if if Leipzig had won that game against whoever I just said they would be a bit higher now they've fallen back they're four points behind instead of being two points behind Bayern. Oh, I just want them to win the title. Man, Schalke has 10 points? Jesus. I want to laugh, but man, that is not... Wow, that is... <laughs> I really just said I wasn't going to laugh, but look at me. Um. Okay. Dortmund, I did not watch that game because I was working a soccer game for my university. Um, they won, by the way. I did kind of watch the game like midnight. I should have been sleeping because I had such a busy day. But I was doing some school stuff and trying to get some stuff done before I went to bed. Um, both goals were scored by Brandt and Makoko. They were both very beautiful, show-stopping, amazing, spectacular. Brandt had a long-range missile goal, which I love to see. And Makoko's goal was also chef's kiss. The angle from which he scored was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, we got to see Raina back. My son has a, a beard-type thing going on. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really like it. But, you know, he's a big boy, so we'll see if it stays. He kind of... I feel like if he lets it grow, he'll look like a caveman. And we don't want that to happen. But anyways, happy my boys got to win. And I hope they can keep this up and at least qualify for Europa, is it? Because I think top four will get you in the Champions League. Fifth place, though. Let me see. Yeah, Europa League group stage. Which, man. Man, it hurts to say. But, you know, it's okay. Um, and that's all for that. So let's go to England now. Results and standings for the Prem. We have match day 28 of 38 for them. Newcastle, Aston Villa 1-1. Leeds United, Chelsea 0-0. Crystal Palace, West Brom 1-0 to Crystal Palace. Everton, Burnley 2-1 to Burnley. Fulham, Man City 3-0 to Man City. Southampton, Brighton 2-1 to Brighton. Leicester City, Sheffield United 5-0 to Leicester City. Arsenal, Tottenham 2-1 to Arsenal. Uh, Man United, West Ham 1-0 to United. And then Wolves, Liverpool 1-0 to Liverpool. Okay, so before I get into the Chelsea stuff, what? Okay, Arsenal, Tottenham. I didn't watch this game, but I did watch a watch-along. Alexis Guerreros from the Cooligans is a big Arsenal fan, and he had a watch-along. So I just watched that while I was doing some work. Um, let me see. I think the highlight of this game was Eric Lamella's Rabona plus nutmeg goal. Just beautiful. 
pure beauty um and then he got a red card and it was like what's the point um man united west ham shouldn't have ended one nil on an own goal that's very tough and then wolves liverpool was today and the main thing i want to talk about is um Rui patricia i hope that he is okay and he's well I'm going to have to look him up later or maybe tomorrow to see. He had bumped into his um his player. One of his defenders plays, I don't know, bumped into him trying to, you know, um, stop Salah from taking a shot or whatever. And it looked really bad. It looked so bad. Um, they had to, like, give him oxygen and everything. And I just really, really hate stuff like that in football. And a lot of people on Twitter were saying how, like, this new offside rule going on is the reason why you know this happened because you know how I complain I don't I think I complained about this last week how the linesmen they don't put the flags up you know early they let the play go on and then they put the flag up and someone was like well if they had put the flag up then this wouldn't have happened so um, I just hate to see it. As long as he's okay, that's all that matters. Because they already have something with Raul Jimenez. And he has that big scar on his on his on the side of his head or something because of that um, injury that he had. And I just hope that everything is okay with him. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. All right, let's talk about Chelsea. I wasn't going to watch this game at first because it was at 6.30 in the morning. But I had a feeling that Pulisic was going to start because you know what actually let's do like a pre-football drama i want to get some stuff off my chest this should have been last week but i was too upset to talk about this so let's have a chat about the white boy shall we so the last two weeks have just been weird with him um so last week he um so last week i was going to talk about this guy seth john but i didn't because i just didn't want to waste my breath so seth john is a bigot and he's a u.s soccer related guy he plays or played for some team and he was on the u.s soccer committee but he got kicked off of the committee um and whatever but um he made an instagram post last year around like june july ish probably june he's in a room full of guns and the caption is basically saying like shoot all the folks who are anti-fascist or or antifa or whatever and out of that jeff cameron open bigot commented under saying how like he needs to step up his game and whatnot and then christian liked the post so a lot of mixed reactions from everyone. Me, I was just disappointed, you know. Um, people were either saying he was, um, people were either saying, you know, Christian is a MAGA boy, he's this, he's that, and others were like, maybe he just liked the picture. Overall, the situation pissed me off, and I'm still a little hurt by it. I need people to realize that just because you're a fan of someone, that doesn't mean you have to always be up their ass and support them 24-7. If they do or say something that is sketchy, it's okay to acknowledge it. Like, people saying he just liked the post without reading the caption, you can't possibly tell me that this man was scrolling through Instagram and saw a picture of this idiot, feet propped up on a desk with guns all around him and did not read the caption. 
like even if it was half of it because the caption was long like like hello and then people are just like well maybe someone else has access to his account and he liked it and that his dad liked it or something and then his dad didn't make anything better by liking certain tweets and then replying to one of them and saying how he didn't check up on social media or whatever and I was like the irony because I'm pretty sure he's Christian's agent or something and you have to be on top of stuff like that like your son is basically the face of U.S. soccer for the men's side. When everyone, when anyone thinks about U.S. soccer or the U.S. men's national team, they think of him. And then on top of that, Christian hasn't come out with a statement or anything about all of this. And it was kind of frustrating to see. But like, yeah, sure. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion and privacy and whatnot. But it was just very contradicting. Because like, how are you going to be a part of Weston McKinney, your best friend's video saying enough is enough when it came to black people getting getting killed for no reason. And then a couple weeks later, you like this pick from this from this man. Like it just didn't make sense at all. And for him to like limit his comments and just not say anything, it's looking mad sketch for my boy right now. And I don't really know how to feel about it. Like if you're going to be a bigot, be an open one like Jeff Cameron. Post a statement about how you support Trump on your Instagram like Jeff Cameron. Downplay slavery and act like it didn't exist like Seth John. Post an Instagram, post on your Instagram story a video of a Trump rally saying how you're going to be there like Andrew Carlton. Be an open bigot if you're going to be a bigot Christian. Like, hello? So am I still upset with him? Yes. I'll still keep up with him because, I mean, he's my boy. He's been my boy for like four or five years now. The breakup would just hurt, you know, but he's on fraud watch until further notice. Okay. Okay. But he did end up getting the start um, against Leeds, which I kind of could tell because um, the way I'll talk about it in a bit, but he did play decent emphasis on decent. He has some good chances here and there. He's definitely not his peak or his prime, which I saw a lot of Twitter critics saying stuff like that. But the man hasn't started in like three years and maybe, you know, he won't probably be at his peak in a while. Um, so we'll just have to see. Anyways, you know, I still L word him, though. That's still my guy. You know, whatever. I just, you know, you keep, you know, whatever. Anyways, back to everything else. So I watched the game tiredly. The starting lineup was interesting. Pulisic, Ziek, Havertz starting. Werner on the bench like I predicted because of his stinky performance last weekend. Um, Rudiger being Rudiger. He injured literally two of the least players. Like they literally had to come off of the pitch because of it and get out of the game. Like, hello? Um, offside linesmen are still trash. I was very upset with ZX performance. It was below average. And I'm not saying that to trash him or anything like the Twitter critics. But my guy was just not at his level. Like it was upsetting to see because we know all that he's capable of and it's just, just kind of like what's going on with him you know but I just hope it's just it's just a phase you know um man of the match Mendy he single-handedly saved Chelsea on Saturday he had so many amazing and nail-biting saves um in the end though the game ended nil-nil which this should have been an easy dub for Chelsea. That's just my opinion. But Leeds really got under their skin and kind of shook them up a bit. But I'm just glad that they didn't concede. Um, but, you know, whatever. I guess as long as they stay in the top four, I'm okay with that. I didn't even go over the, I didn't even go over the standings for Prem. 
um man city at this point we man city is winning the league um the 71 points they are 20 points literally like 20 points clear i don't man they're winning the league um at this point um united second leicester city third fourth chelsea fifth west ham liverpool sixth seventh everton eighth aston villa arsenal's in tenth and then bottom three fulham west brom sheffield united so at this point this table's looking kind of steady the past weekend though there have been a couple shaky games and shaky results um but it's you know it's whatever um 10 games left and honestly city's winning it i'm so sorry um 71 points united has 57 they're not no it's not happening (laughs) um I feel like City would have to lose every single one of their games. And I feel like even then, no one's touching them. So, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think that's it. And then I'm going to get into some football drama. That's and Was I talking fast? I feel like I had a lot of stuff to talk about. Hmm. Let me see if I can find some boo-boo mess before I get into football drama. Let us see. Um... I don't really know what to look up. Let me see. Well, 433 doesn't really have anything like juicy. Um, okay, so Rui Patricio, he's conscious, remembers what happened. He's aware the doctor says he's okay. All these situations when it's a concussion in the head gets all of us worried. He's going to recover. So everything's okay. Okay, so Wolves manager said that. Cute. Anything else? Oh, Barca had a nice game today. Um, they played against Huesca and that ended 4-1. Messi scored two goals. Gresman a goal and then Mingueza scored a goal. So good for them the table is uh looking juicy right now atletico first second barca third real madrid fifth not fifth fourth is sevilla i watched a game today i watched a belgium game what was it i watched club bruges versus ghent or i don't know how to pronounce it but that was a really interesting game um so they're like um, I think ESPN not too long ago added Belgian Belgium league. They added the Belgian league to the to their soccer thing, or whatever. And that game was really really interesting. I think it was like nil nil um, at halftime, but in the second half they scored like four or five goals on them. So or Club Bruges scored. So I think in like four four nil five nil. Um, anything else? I think that's it. There's really nothing. For me to talk about. Hmm. Interesting. There's no. Wait. Let me look. Soccer. Um, news and rumors. But the Ronaldo rumors could be true. Zidane hints Real Madrid will try and re-sign Juventus Superstar. Interesting. Um. All right, let's not waste my time. So football drama, it's not really drama. It's kind of sad, actually. Um, so PSG players Angel Di Maria and Marquinhos recently had their homes robbed. I'm going to read an article 
Um, I'm going to read this from ESPN because I didn't really feel like typing any of this stuff out. So, Angel Di Maria left Paris Saint-Germain's Angel Di Maria left PSG's game against Nantes early on Sunday to rush to his home, which had been burgled with his family present. Sources have told ESPN. Marquinhos also had his parents' house targeted by intruders during the match. Marquinhos posted a statement on Instagram that read, The business representatives of PSG in Brazil's Marquinhos can confirm that during the match against Nantes, um... His parents' home was burgled while his parents were present in their residence, but nobody was hurt and everyone is doing well. It was more fear than anything bad. And then the French authorities have opened an investigation. Um, So Di Maria was subbed off um, after an hour of playing time. Um, Leonardo, PSG sporting director, told Pochettino the Pochettino the bad news and then he informed Di Maria while walking him to the dressing room a visibly upset Di Maria left Park the Prince to rush home to be with his family and there are police there are investigations and all of that so that's very tough and this isn't the first time dear Di Maria has went through this um, he went through a similar experience when playing for Manchester United in 2015 when he and his family were victims of an attempted raid um, raid by burglars. That is just so sick and twisted. I just don't get it. Um, I just hope that, well, everyone seems to be fine and that's really all that matters. That's important. I pray that, um, you know, they, I don't want to say get over this, like get over it, not saying it like that, but I pray that like, um, this doesn't haunt them, you know, this, this is obviously a traumatizing thing, but I just hope that they get through it and um, they're just all okay. That's all that matters to me is that no one got hurt in the situation. So um, I think if that's it, I don't really, there wasn't really anything football drama. There wasn't any drama, you know, so, but yeah, just again, hope that they're okay um, and they're safe and all of that good stuff. So Before I end, I want to talk about two things. First, I want to talk about what's going on in Haiti. Um, If you don't know, I am Haitian American. So Haiti is currently just going through it right now. Um, Their president stinks and the country is in shambles because of him. And to make things worse, he doesn't want to step down and he doesn't plan on stepping down anytime soon. And mind you, you know how in America, the president serves, serves four years. Yeah, in Haiti, they serve five years. Um... Gangs are taking over the country. People are getting kidnapped and killed left and right. And it's just all awful. And I'm annoyed at how this wasn't getting any publicity or whatever until like two days ago. People only talk about or care about Haiti whenever a natural disaster hits them or when it's time to go somewhere sunny with some nice beaches and clear water. Like I made a tweet about this a couple weeks ago. So I really don't want to repeat myself, but I'm not even surprised that this wasn't on the American news because this country that is America has a lot to do with Haiti's problems. Haiti could be such a successful and powerful country. And so many other countries see that, but will continue to step on Haiti's neck to keep her down so that people can keep referring to Haiti as a third world country, a poor country. Like you guys are the reason why 
the country is poor. France owes Haiti like $19 million or something because after Haiti got their independence from them, France was like, hey, y'all think y'all are free? Well, y'all got to pay us for your freedom. They literally made Haiti pay them money for their freedom. And America owes Haiti some money too because they've done a lot of stuff to the country. Like a handful of countries probably owe Haiti a lot of money and it's just so frustrating Haiti deserves so much better than this and I'm just annoyed because Haiti is such a beautiful country and I haven't really gotten to experience the true beauty of it um I visited Haiti multiple times and I really want to visit again because I've never been to any of the beaches or anything um every time I you know do go to Haiti where I did go to Haiti, I'd always be stuck at some aunt's house. And it's just really annoying because I didn't come here for this. But um, yeah, I just want to visit Haiti soon. But it's not happening if the country doesn't get safe. And um, I just, no, no. And I just really, really hope that the country can go back to normal um, soon. Because it's not looking good at all. They're literally out in the streets protesting and everything. And I just really want the best for my country. Um, I'll leave a link in the description and probably put it in the link tree as well. There's a documentary that's kind of explaining everything that's going on and um, what's happening in Haiti. So um, if you're interested and want to learn, um, check out that link. Um, And yeah, so the next thing I want to talk about is related to Sarah Everard. She was a 33-year-old woman from London, and on March 3rd, she disappeared while walking home after leaving her friend's house. Her body was found last week. Sarah was kidnapped and murdered by male police officer Wayne Cousins. And I bring this up because it's just so disgusting. Um, This is something that a majority, if not all women, are afraid of and we have to go through. The fact that we can't even walk home without having to worry about stuff like this. The fact that women have to take self-defense classes, carry pepper spray, pocket knives, hold their keys in between their knuckles. Like, it just, it's just so annoying. There's so many things that women have to do to just be sure to stay safe. And that shouldn't be the case. I wish men would stop doing stuff like this. I wish that men would see that women are human beings. I wish men would see that women are human beings just like them and we deserve to be treated so like sarah walked home in well lit areas she's been walking this route home forever she was on the phone with someone while walking and this still happened and it's just so sick to see and then men want to be like why do women this why do women that why don't y'all Stop doing stuff like this to us. And it's so annoying that people are like, women, carry pepper spray, carry this. You should take, you should take classes. Like there should be no, there's no reason why I should see videos on TikTok of of girls promoting their pepper spray and their pocket knives and and their little keychain, their keychain you know, weapons, just in case something happens or something that you can pull to trigger something. There should be no reasons why I'm scrolling on TikTok, seeing um, videos of people giving self-defense things for women just in case. Like, we shouldn't have to live like this at all. We shouldn't have to live in fear of something happening happening to us just because we're a woman. Just so annoying, so sick, so gross. 
and um i hope that man rots in prison and has a very grand time in hell and rest in peace to sarah and my condolences to her family and friends because this is just so sick and twisted um i i can't i can't believe this and what oh my goodness they had a protest um they had a protest over there for this and they were arresting the women who were protesting and everything and i was like the the audacity that one of your policemen did this to this woman and then y'all are sitting here arresting her like what look at the irony you know i just can't any i just can't so again rest in peace to sarah i'm so sorry ma'am that the world failed you in that um stuff like this i just i had no words no words at all for something like this it's just so sick and twisted how women can't even live without stuff like this happening just gross and that's all for today's episode sorry to end on some sad serious notes but that's just how life is um and yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode you can follow social media um you can follow football drama on social media i think okay just follow instagram for now uh there's other social medias but one thing at a time i can't handle all at once so instagram is football drama but with an s in between so football's drama um they'll be in the link tree and yeah that's really about it i i don't really have much to say i do want to continue catching up on the all or nothing thing because i actually do want to just probably just put out an episode just where i speak about it um i don't remember what episode i'm on though let me check let me check it and see it i think i'm about to be on the episode where sunny gets a red card i think it was against chelsea so that'll be interesting to watch i'm on episode three so episode three i think there's like nine episodes no i don't want to play it now i would have watched it over the weekend but i was way too busy over the weekend uh whatever i think there's nine episodes in total so i'll be um watching those episodes and probably in the next couple of weeks i'll um talk about it and just give my opinions and all that stuff whatever okay so anyways um thank you again for listening please stay safe out here and i will see you all next week